0: Welcome to The Plug, with Bushy and the Mountain Man.
1: Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Together, we will make America great again. Skater. Skater.
2: Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers?
0: Welcome to The Plug, with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Alright, welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. I am your host, Bushy, and back with me again, our co-host, Mountain Man. How you doing?
3: Skitter-pow-meow-meow-by-god-brother. Tickled to death to be back. Sorry for the little hiatus, but very, very tickled to be back. And I know I've missed this a couple times. skitter pow meow meow skitter pow meow meow my god Ah, <laughs>
0: i tell you what, uh, last week, uh, it didn't go bad, um sin filled in for you uh i think he was listening to a different record than i was but. i i think he
3: was as well i i, I listened to that just as you posted it in there i was sitting there going what at work <laughs> doing patrols watching for people breaking in, or in and then be told oh this is about this when it was really about something i was like hey huh? the hell is he listening to i
0: know it. we actually had this conversation uh Uh, I don't know if it was by messenger video or by phone but I was like you and I are going to come back and review that album um, down the road because uh, I would like to get your perspective so we'll call it ELO time revisited there you go so so hold your notes and uh, we will definitely get back to that Um, I'll continue to listen to it because it's my favorite album by that band and uh, if i find stuff to add as i'm listening i'll definitely jot it down in my handy dandy notebook but yeah we'll revisit that one day but but sin did us a favor man you had sick family dealing with babies so uh you know he jumped in and he jumped in short notice dude
3: which was very awesome sin from me to you thank you very much for covering my ass. thank you thank you thank you
0: absolutely absolutely uh but hey fuck how was your week well,
3: I'll backtrack a little bit to kind of explain. Uh, my past couple of weeks has been all over the place. Uh, pretty much during that little hiatus we had, we had to leave the house during the hurricane ordeal because of uh, the river I live beside. Uh, if a river gets way too high, it is a possibility the mountain man's home can wash away but other than that in general everything was fine it, it didn't get as bad as ever as we thought it was going to still sending prayers and stuff down to everybody down the coast of north carolina this day hoping they are able to get the rebuilding stuff that they need and relief sure uh a little bit after that uh got a hectic at work a little bit been having a few weddings um which, uh, why do I have a feeling this is going to be you when you come up here trying to pull this stunt? Uh, at work, during a wedding, uh, I was in my office stuck, and uh, my patrol partner walks in the office uh, printing off report papers. I'm like, what's going on? He had already went out twice before that to fill out report to an incident report and accident report. <laughs> well, he, he looks me square in the eyes and goes, Dude a drunk woman stole a golf cart and wrecked it up by the club. Yes! What? Yes! (laughs) He's like, yeah, he's like, she's already gone, went back to the uh, house where she's staying. There was no damage to it or anything, but she ended up getting in a wreck. Uh, uh, A low-speed chase, as the uh, other workers called it, because they chased behind her in another golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: So needless
3: to say pretty funny pretty funny time at work. Oh uh, the light bulbs are going off in Bushy's head. Oh <laughs> just know Bushy, you come to my job, I swear to God I'll send you straight to jail.
0: <laughs> I'm stealing a golf cart. I'm playing bumper cars with somebody. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Oh.
3: Um uh, fast track it a little bit further uh Jesse uh, mountain lady got a little sick this past week wasn't feeling too good when we was supposed to record which as i said before sin thank you very much uh she she just wasn't feeling the best and as everybody knows mountain man works night shift so every single time me and you tried to get together and record i i was passed out because right. i was just dead tired i practically stayed up all night and all day, taking care of DJ, and got my sleep out of work. Uh, but she's doing good now. She's feeling a whole lot better being back to her normal, smart-ass, mountain lady self. Well, that's good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, it, it's, been a, it's been a pretty fun awesome little week. Uh, still... Jessica's got a little thing on her phone which she keeps sending you, counting down the days. And it actually says on her phone, Nate and Navea comes comes for Christmas. It's a little countdown timer. Yep. So yeah, just keeping track of that. Just uh, looking forward. Can't wait till you and you and uh, little lady gets here.
0: Yeah, we're we're looking forward to it as well. I actually uh, today put a letter in the mailbox to send off to her mother, letting her know. That uh, we're not going to be here at Christmas time, and that we're moving, frankly, because I haven't talked to her because she's locked up. Um, I don't have her address or inmate number or anything. So, that <laughs> Google's a wonderful thing. Apparently, we have a New York State Corrections inmate lookup, and you can find the uh, inmate number and what they're in for, and you know the projected release date and all that. So I was able to get her inmate number, and then uh, of course I know where she is, so. Uh, you know googled the address went to that website it gives you a page that tells you what the uh, inmate mail is so she's gonna love that letter I am sure and that's because she gets out December 11th and I know she's gonna be pissed okay I know she is she hasn't had a Christmas with the van what five years in second grade I think and um well, frankly, that's not my fucking fault. These plans are made. Tickets are paid for. We're gone. <laughs> <laughs> my God. And the um, the move... I, well, I don't know how she's going to take that. I don't know if she's going to try to fight me or what. We'll see. But when Nevaeh says she wants to move, I think we're going to be okay. Ta-da! Because I told her, it's a march. You know, we're out of here. You know, she had, she had mentioned before moving down there as well and i was like well you know what first of all there's going to be a whole hell of a lot of changes if that's the case and uh the trouble with that is is you know lady said she didn't want her to so i had to put that in the letter uh you need to talk to her because right now she's dead set against that shit (laughs) in there yuck you know so let lady figure that out um yeah that, that's great uh jess has been sending me those updates i think it's funny she messaged me the other day asking if we were bringing our pillows and i was like oh, fuck i don't know and she's like well, well the, the reason
3: why she she she's like if they're not we gotta go get them some pillows i'm like okay because the only pillows we have is our own dead set well, Do you know how us hillbillies are what's ours is ours and what's yours is
0: if we can get away
3: with it becomes ours
0: but you know <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing I was like no but we probably won't because I don't know that we're going to have room to bring pillows You know, I've, I've still got to track down a freaking suitcase on top of the two backpacks that she and I are bringing you know right, and, right. Um, so she says well how do you like your pillows I was like I don't know in a fucking pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I was in the army I used to sleep on a rucksack you know so whatever <laughs> I'm pretty easy Alright, and as for my week, I'll yeah, save all save all. I really I don't I don't have a lot to, to, to ever report because I'm not back to work yet. Um, it is so hard just to go get bullshit jobs even though you know you need to. The uh, the upside is I have kind of come up with a plan as far as to move down there so that I'm not out of work is to find a couple places up here that have locations right in the town you live in. Uh, I have found them, and it's just a matter of going and getting hired on. As uh, motivation factor is down, you know, collected money every month. I, I, think I'm start or every week. I think I'm starting to understand how the welfare guys do it, you know. And uh, I, I have paid into unemployment, so obviously I don't mind as much. But it's really hard to go back after you've been sitting on your can for a few months. I know, right? God, yeah, you know, just. Getting myself in gear to do that. Dealing with Devia, she's uh, you know, she's becoming a teenager. She's going to be 13 next month. She's starting to come into her asshole mode, for lack of a better uh, better word. To give you an example, we were at McDonald's today, and I had my laptop with me, and um, we were watching. Oh, while well, I was watching the uh, pay-per-view from Saturday, which I'd like to talk about here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she starts yelling about wanting to go to her grandmother's and I'm like who the fuck do you think you're talking to little girl? <laughs> you know, did I say those words? No. But I said something really close to that. I I channeled my mom. I said, "Have you lost your goddamn mind? You better recognize who you are." And who you're talking to. I don't live 2018. I live 1983. And I will wear your ass out right here in front of God and everybody. I don't care how old you think you are. Right. And I love it when I do that. Because she gets this look on her face like, oh, shit. I crossed the line. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because she had the day off. We had made plans. She was already gone this weekend. Her grandmother kept trying to keep her for whole four days. And I'm like, no, we made plans. Now, our plans were simply to go to McDonald's and have coffee and hang out there so she could get on the Internet and uh, so that I could watch his pay-per-view. Um, the landlord is not going to turn the Internet back on here. So, uh, actually, right now, as of this recording, I'm out of data, so my buddy downstairs is letting me use his data off of his phone um, so that we can get this episode in. And uh, you know, so it's, it's just a big old pain in the ass. She's bored out of her skull without the Internet, which I understand but then to be rude out in public is just something i i don't tolerate very well at all it pisses me right off and that whole i want to go to grandma's there's nothing to do here is like what i want to do is talk to her like she's grown and be like bitch clean your fucking room there's plenty for you to do yeah (laughs) you know but i ended up letting letting her go well yeah there's, there's always something to do um and I let her go, it was just her whole approach. But uh, yeah, that's that's my week. Uh, super showdown. Uh, I skimmed it because I'm on Instagram. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Bushy is on, uh, is on Instagram. Um, and I follow this thing called Authors of Wrestling. It's a page. And as these pay-per-views are going on, they're constantly reporting the... Um, the results, and asking for input, what do you think of the match, and blah, blah, blah. So, with this going on at 5 o'clock at AM Eastern Time, by the time I rolled out of bed, most, if not all, the matches were over anyway. Right. You know, so everything's already reported. So, I just kind of skimmed through, watching what I wanted to watch. got a question for you. Okay. John Cena. And no, I don't give a shit that he grew his hair out a little bit. did he hint at a possible retirement is that the way is that what we're supposed to take away from that I don't know what the future holds here but this is always home
3: that's what it's kind of sounding to me uh, with the fact of his hiatus going and doing movies it kind of seems to me he's pulling the rock he's going to make Bigger money as an actor, doing this and that, and making appearances every now and then. That's uh, that's kind of what I'm gathering from it. But he is going to be, if you watched Raw earlier, going to be at the next pay-per-view at the Crown Jewel.
0: So but he's when, when is this? I, I have never heard of a pay-per-view like that. I know we have that new women's pay-per-view that's going to happen, and yep. I I really hope that's successful. I really do. A whole women's pay-per-view. Something in the back of my head says that it's not going to get the views that it should. I'm like
3: you. I hope it pays off as long as all the choreography, the women pulling it off like like we know they can. There's a bunch of them still questioning their ability. I've noticed on Raw and SmackDown both. I don't know if they're just worried about possibly hurting the other wrestler or what exactly, but if they can pull it off and do like Trish and Lita used to do, it, it, it will end up being an awesome pay-per-view and more people might watch it after the endearing, but I think it's something that can definitely be pulled off. But it, the crown Jewel pay-per-view that you asked, it's after the evolution and uh, it's just one of their new title pay-per-views just trying to trying to
0: make wwe more relevant okay i got you i got you i was thinking about halloween havoc today that was an old wcw thing but it's october so i will tell you that you you sent me a a message saying you were ready because uh you obviously have satellite tv and that shit sucks because you had a little bit of weather and everything froze up on you Mm -hmm. Uh, what ended up happening with that whole mickey james and um trish and uh uh, alexa bliss is mickey started talking shit about what if they teamed up you know her and alexa and trish is like oh a tag match you want a tag match that's extremely interesting and out comes lita so it's gonna be lita and trish versus uh mickey james and alexa bliss i think that'll be exciting uh you almost got to see that, what was it, the Hurricane Rana or whatever the hell it was that uh, Lita used to do off the top rope. Yep. But um, Alexa pulled uh, Mickey James out of the uh, out of the ring, so we didn't get to see that. I bet you, I bet you we'll see it at that pay-per-view. And me, I was always a Trish Stratus fan. She's just as gorgeous now as she was then. So I made it for that alone. A um, little something else that happened earlier tonight for all of you wrestling nerds out there. Triple H, Shawn Michaels announced the return of DX and called out the Brothers of Destruction, Cade and The Undertaker. What do you think? DX is back. Uh,
3: I think that because everybody's not liking wrestling as much as they did before, they're trying to bring back old school guys to make it relevant again. Uh, A lot of the stuff that they're coming out with now is too PG, and I, I'll I'll quote this from the man himself, Kevin Nash. Wrestling sucks nowadays. I mean, I hate to say that, but in a lot of aspects, it does. There, it's not the Attitude Era. It's not in-your-face, literal fight anymore, except for one wrestler, kind of, and that's Braun Strowman. But...
0: Well, there's, there's no competition anymore. I mean, back when it was so good, there was competition... And that was the great thing about WCW. I mean, you can love... Ah, uh, fuck, what was his name? He ran WCW, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh,
3: Ted, uh something. No, no, not
0: Ted Turner. Oh, we, Eric
3: Bischoff.
0: Bischoff, yeah. Love him or hate him. The guy was brilliant. I mean, because at the time, Monday Night Raw was was pre-recorded. Um, Monday Nitro was live. He's coming on five minutes before the show's even over. Before it's even started, rather. Before Raw's even started. And he's announcing everything that's happened. On Raw. Who won. Who lost. Whether or not uh, titles changed hands. To keep the viewership at WCW there. They they were getting huge. The NWO was insane. And that's when you started developing this attitude there over Raw. Because, you know, before then. We all know the fucking... Monday Night Raw, come on, you had the blue meanie, and you had, you know, Doink the Cloud. It was just characters. Yeah. WCW had a more feel of realism. We know it wasn't, but it had that feel of realism. You know, and that's the problem with the WWF or WWE today, is that they have no competition. TNA, aren't they gone? Are they doing anything anymore? You know, there's just no competition out there for Vince McMahon, and anytime there is, he just buys them up anyway. Pretty much.
3: Uh, I think TNA's still doing a little something here and there, but it's not nothing like
0: it was. Uh, yeah, well, Sting left, and <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. It's True, It's True, Kurt Angle left. So, I mean, what have they got over there now? Samoa Joe left?
3: Yeah, they, they don't have hardly anybody. They've got a BS, A couple of others, I think. That's all. It's pretty much left in TNA. Um but as to pertaining to your question, DX versus Brothers of Destruction, if uh, Undertaker can keep the wind of himself, because don't get me wrong, Taker's getting old. Taker's yeah. injured. But, my God, he made a match out of it at Super Showdown. Triple H, hell, that, that's the good thing about this. They, they, You can either work good with somebody or work bad.
0: Right.
3: Undertaker and Triple H knows the best ins and outs for each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like when uh, uh, Goldberg had to go against William Regal in WCW right. and William Regal had to try to carry this guy for six minutes because Goldberg only had two moves. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> uh, but, I mean, if Taker can wind wind it well, basically keep his wind about himself and not the injuries not catch up to him, I think it'll be an awesome match. Part my personal preference, I'd love to see the brothers of Destruction kill Triple H and Shawn Michaels. The only reason why Triple H, the authority, I hate that storyline. I think it's bullshit. Yes. And Michaels retired. So yes. Taker and Kane's both still pretty much been there. So same same story, same saga. It's It's just a legendary thing
0: sure sure and i think you're right it's all for nostalgia's sake maybe to rekindle that old fire of all of us old wwf fans bring them into this wwe with all the soft that they're doing definitely agree with you tell you what let's get into some music and then we'll go ahead and talk about uh our topic of the week sweet Leo I think I'm saying that right, the guy from Frog Leap Studios, and that was his heavy metal cover version of Toto's Africa, and then you heard the absolutely kick ass, Mountain Man absolutely loves this song, begged me to play it, Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Fat Boys featuring the Beach Boys <laughs> with their uh, 1980s classic Wipeout. Yeah, I begged you, let me tell you. Yes, yes, you did. Don't try to lie.
3: No, yeah. Uh Everybody can tell just by the sound of my oh-so-happy voice.
0: Absolutely. And they know you're always the one that would pick rap, not me. I know, right? (laughs) So this week, um, we decided that we were going to uh, come up with our uh, top five favorite vocalists. Of all time this was hard this was hard i have 10 written down and i don't have them in order you know i uh i've got to find a way to whittle this down to five and in order while (laughs) we're recording this episode how how was it for you it was a pain in the ass
3: a literal pain in my ass because just like me and you've both said in the past before, there is a difference in a awesome singer and a big difference in a awesome front man or front woman. So it, it was very hard, very, very hard critiquing it down from those two aspects in within that both ways of looking at it. So for me, uh, I I literally went off personal preference of uh, being uh, melodic and a melody melody type singing, plus within heavy metal country music, because that's mainly what I listen to, so, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Well, I tell you what, while I'm going over my list, I'm going to let you go ahead and tell us about your number five and why.
3: Well, number five, this man, in my opinion, brought in uh, awesome singing within the heavy metal and, uh, uh, uh ugh, heavy metal and classic metal, uh, time frame, basically. He was one of the best, in my opinion, for singing in general, especially, uh, this song, because not a lot of people on Heavy mail would actually sing about a rainbow, but my God, he did, and he pulled it off, and it was
0: Kermit absolutely... the Frog was not Heavy battle.
3: I'm not talking about Kermit <laughs> the Frog, you fucker. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with, and after I say this, you're going to say, oh yeah, but God rest his soul, we definitely miss you, Ronnie James Dio.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, man, he didn't even make my fucking list. Really? Yeah. Dude, my list is all over the place. Um, we've got our top five, and then we'll have some um, honorable mentions we're going to throw in there. And I'm telling you, my honorable mentions are even more off the wall than my top five. Wow. But my, I would say my fifth favorite singer of all time. Um, definitely rock and roll. Um, beautiful voice. Has the ability to really rock it out hard. Has the ability to sing... A soulful ballad. Uh, he's probably best known for two albums, um, and that would be "Bat Out of Hell" and, you know, "Bat Out of Hell" 2 "Back into Hell." But that's Meatloaf, man. Oh, fantastic! And yeah. he didn't make my list. See, I mean, it, it's a. It all depends on you know personal taste, and uh, as much as I like Roddy James Dio, I can't believe he didn't make my fucking list. I, I will tell you this: a lot of heavy metal. Is not on my list. I'll go ahead and get that out right now. I uh, There's a certain kind of singer I like and that I really gravitate to. And, uh, it's a, a, a very clean vocal, like Ronnie James. But uh, yeah, Meatloaf would probably be my fifth. I never, if I'm listening to, to a terrestrial radio, I'd never turn Meatloaf off. Get that bad out Yeah. I don't
3: blame
2: you.
0: Yeah, great, great. And then my number four goes a completely different direction. Okay. Because I think my fourth all-time favorite vocalist, also one hell of a musician, he could play just about every fucking instrument there is, I know he could play everyone that's on his stage. Still with us today, I don't see him doing a lot, but he is still with us, so no, it's not Prince. Hank Williams Jr. Uh, I've but been li- go. yeah, I mean, I've been listening to him for a long, long time. That guy can moan the blues. He can sing real pretty. What he needs to, if you don't believe that, go and check out the song "Mr. Weatherman" uh, off of uh, "The Pressure Is On," my favorite album by him, and you'll see what I mean by he just has this incredible range. It's not all, you know, tough. Because sometimes when he sings, he sounds tough. You know, like a country right. boy could survive. He sounds like he's tough. But when you hear Mr. Weatherman, he sounds soulful and depressed. And yeah, he's definitely has out my number four. De-
3: definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. <laughs> well, my number four, I know you're going to bitch. But anyway, I don't really know. How can I care. bitch
0: about your opinion? Jesus.
3: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this guy is new metal. He is a lead singer for two uh, bands, one very, very popular, one not as popular as they used to be, but everybody's still digging them pretty well. He is a fan, and his vocals, he can go from being very soulful uh, to singing very light to a T-Mortal hellacious heavy metal scream. For an entire concert, and that's going to have to be the lead singer for your favorite band, Stone Sour, and also Slipknot, Mr. Corey Taylor. (laughs) My favorite band. (laughs) Well, one, you like like Stone Sour better than you do
0: Slipknot. No, I like Slipknot better than Stone Sour. What? I, I don't even own any Stone Sour. Oh, okay. Well, I've got all of Slipknot's music. No, uh, Corey Taylor. What I really like about Corey Taylor is that he's a metalhead. Um, and he appreciates the old school metal. Yes. Uh, I remember several years back after he wrote his book and he was doing that book tour. He did an acoustic set. And he was singing all kinds of 80s songs. Now, a lot of them he was making fun of. You know, he was doing Skid Row, I Remember You. And he was doing Poison, Every Rose Has a Thorn. But, you know, the guitar solo part would come on and he's like... Singing the guitar solos, which was hilarious. A lot, yes. A lot of fun. Uh, gets a little too political for me sometimes, but uh, that's just because he doesn't side with me. You know, there's a reason I like Ted Nugent. He sides with me, even though he gets crazy sometimes. But uh, yeah, man, I, I dig on Corey Taylor. I dig on Corey Taylor. That's not bad. That's your number four? That's no, my number four. What's, who's your third favorite?
3: Well, my number three this gentleman started out as a drummer, and then decided he wanted to go and sing and write his own music. A multi-platinum recording artist. And my absolute favorite song in the world uh, to this
0: day, Mr. Phil Collins himself. Nice. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah, started out with Genesis with Solo, and I, uh, I dig Phil a lot. I dig Phil Collins a lot. Um, I'm not well-versed in all of his music. I know his hits. You know what I know was Against All Odds album. But yeah, the, the, the guy's great. I have a hard time arguing with that. Now me, my number three. For some reason, people hate this son of a bitch. And you knew he was going to make my list. You knew he was going to make my list. You know, he started off with this little band called Montrose. You know, and then he did some solo stuff, and then Eddie Van Halen brought him into Van Halen. And oh boy, wave, wave, wave. all hell has broken loose because God. this guy joined Van Halen.
3: Um, can I back out for a minute, and you just invite me back when you're done? So
0: <laughs> you. No, no, absolutely not. You got to stick around. Went back solo after he was ousted for Van Halen. Uh, he's done the chicken foot thing. He did Sammy and the Wabaritas. I love Sammy Hagar. Um, even Eva Zilla has gotten pissed off at me. And he called me out for it when I first guested on a Rock and Metal Combat podcast. You know, because I have, I have said I think he's one of the greatest rock and roll singers of all time. I stand by it. And he is my number three all-time favorite vocalist. Sammy Hagar. Killer voice doesn't get enough credit. Okay,
3: I seriously need to uh, go to the doctor. I'm, I'm like Ralph. I think I got a, a STD from you talking about this conversation. <laughs> God.
0: Sammy Hagar. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay. How, okay. How could I not go with Sammy? What? <laughs> Be happy he's not my number one. That was really hard.
3: Uh, thank God. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, who is your number one if that's what you want to compare to it? Lord have mercy. <laughs> I think you, my uh, number one will surprise you. Well, see, only Sammy lovers n- uh, never hear this, but all of us normal Sammy Hagar haters, you do know the song, I ca- why he wrote the song, I Can't Drive 55, right? Oh please. There's a, there, there's a hidden lyric right after that, and Lee Gertzman actually pointed it out. He said, I, I can't drive 55 while sucking a dick. Oh. That's that's the whole point of it.
0: <laughs> oh, that Sammy Hate never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to get back into a little more music. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Made a wish upon a star. I could have a brand new car. Got tired of wishing, so I stole one. Seventeen and knew it all. My dreams were big, but my thoughts were small. So many roads, somehow I chose the wrong one. Yeah. But Jesus and Mama always loved me Even when the devil took control Jesus and Mama always loved me This I know I've most all my life, found new kinds of lows and highs. Never been a husband, but I've had a lot of wives to hold me. Headstrong, stubborn, couldn't be told, like a wild horse that couldn't be rolled. A rainbow chaser, hungry for gold, and still searching. Jesus and Mama always loved me Even when the devil took control Jesus and Mama always loved me This I know
0: Right, so you just heard uh, My Choice, Confederate Railroad, Jesus and Mama, and about Mountain Man's Choice from our friends down in Kentucky, 13, Pagan Holiday 13, and Room with a View. You can still find that album on iTunes, and uh, you can get it on Google Play. I'm pretty sure on Amazon you can get physical copies on um, the Church of Graveyard, uh, Graveyard Religion, and I know they're in the process of writing their second Gem Records release right now. Right. Number two. Number
3: two, uh, you want to go or would
0: you like for me to? Well, hell, I'll go. Um, Uh, This one I think is really, really predictable. Really predictable, especially if you know me. Um, I don't know if his frontman skills are that great, although he's been out there for 40 years and he's still doing it to this day, albeit not as well. And if I had heard this band today live and had to base my opinion on it, on his live performances today, he wouldn't even make my list. But man, from 1974 till Christ, the, uh, the farewell tour, the first farewell tour, this guy couldn't be touched in the vocal department. Um, lead singer of KISS, or co-lead singer, however you want to say it, Paul Stanley, man absolutely brilliant um i i I remember there's a few times that this guy has really shown me he's got the chops um oddly enough a lot of it's in the later eras not necessarily in the uh the makeup eras although i still love you off of creatures of the night is one of his greatest vocal performances ever but then you take that makeup off and uh that out of the cold into the fire of the animal killer vocals um, mm-hmm. if you look at now, now now Mr. Vieira Dr. Fuck does not like this version but the 1996 I want to say could be a little before then but I'm 95, 96 MTV Kiss Unplugged he did a rendition of I Still Love You that I think blows the original one right out of the water he just hammers at home. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest vocalists of all time in my opinion. is definitely one of my favorites. Obviously, he's number two. Well,
3: I, I can't argue with that. Uh, Paul Stanley, fantastic singer especially for the band Kiss. You're exactly right. Alright, my number two. I'm going to the females. Um, this uh, not-so-young woman today but when she first broke out in country music I believe every man in the country, world, redneck world, or even normal world that had just found out about her, feel absolutely probably head over heels for this woman. Absolutely beautiful and stunning. Even to this day, even though a lot don't press her much, I'm going to have to go with Miss Shania Twain with her beautiful
0: singing voice. Oh, Wow. Wow. That's funny. I have a couple females, but they've made more of my honorable mentions than uh than my actual list. Yeah, she's great. She's actually coming out on a new reality show. I've been seeing previews for tonight. Some country singers reality type show like The Voice and American Idol. Yeah, she's still hot as hell. You're
3: all right. Drum rolls for big number
0: uno. Number one all-time favorite vocalist yep this guy got it done and when he first came out he was the baddest of the bad never got to tour Europe his manager kept him away from there but I tell you what you could not deny that sultry sultry voice he just had it you know, just had it. And in the 1950s, man, it is hard to have it. And I'm talking about the king himself, Elvis fucking Aaron Presley.
3: There you go. Nothing wrong with that one. Absolutely nothing wrong with that one. But I have someone that can compete.
0: Ooh, they can compete.
3: Who you got? In my opinion, if this man <laughs> was still alive today. He would probably be one of the best singers of absolutely one hundred percent all time. Unfortunately passed away a long time ago, but his songs with the band are still remembered everywhere, especially Bicycle and Bohemian Rhapsody, Mr Freddie
0: Mercury himself. Oh, excellent, excellent. He's probably going to make my list when we do the front man episode. We're going to do a front man episode too. Yes. Just cause that, that'll be fun. Um, I think ours, our list might be pretty comparable there. We might have to have several topics for that show.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. The late great Freddie Mercury. I'm still waiting for that movie about, you know, him and the band queen to come out. Uh, I think it's going to be fucking brilliant. I've yes. always loved that band. Uh, my dad had Queen Life Killers on vinyl, you know, so we used to listen to that shit all the time. So Fantastic. What do, you know, honorable mentions, I'm just curious. Who, who, well, who, who did you have? Because I know we have 10, ten on here. Yes,
3: my very first honorable mention would have been the same thing, even though his brother right now is carrying on his legacy with this band. If it wouldn't have been for that horrible plane crash in this one... Was a battle for me to put on my top five, but I'm gonna to have to say Mr.
0: Ronnie Van Zant. Nice, nice. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I know he had charisma, great stage presence, and can deliver. Personally, I've never thought of him as one of the greatest singers, but uh, I see where you're going with that. It, it does make sense to me. It does make sense to me. Um, but you know, some of mine are weird too. Um, everybody knows I'm a Bee Gees fan. Oh, yes. Yeah, you would think that Barry Gibb would be the brother that would make my list. He's not. He's not. Robin Gibb is the one that made my list. Um, And all I have to say is listen to that song, I Started a Joke. And you know right away why I like Robin Gibb so much. He's got one of the craziest vibratos ever. Because right. it's, it's real fast. You know, it's a real fast vibrato. Beautiful vocalist. Um, of course, he's passed. Him and Morris Gibb are, are both gone. Uh, Barry's still with us. Right. But yeah, Robin, man. He was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. For now, sure. For sure. the funny thing is, uh, I do have a country artist on here that's female. And um, I'm not overly familiar with her work. Uh, I remember she had beautiful blue eyes, uh, long dark hair, reminds me a lot of Maggie off The Walking Dead, and uh, did this song back in the 90s, Broken Wing, Martina McBride. (laughs) What a powerful, powerful, powerful fucking voice. And crisp and clean, no matter how high her voice went or how low it went, crisp and clean all the time. All the time. Perfect.
3: Perfect. That, that's definitely a
0: good one. I didn't think of her. Uh, <clears throat> I, I struggled yep. with her to not make my top five. Right. And uh, the main basis is I'm not familiar with her entire body of work, but that song Still jumps into my head all these years later. I don't own any of her music.
3: Well, since you went female, I'll go to my other female in my honorable. Uh, this one uh, was on the Blues Brothers. Could sing any key, just about it, and set your soul a hundred percent on fire, Miss Aretha
0: Franklin. Outstanding. As yeah, she was a, uh, she was definitely amazing. Recently passed. I love that song. Think, I love the song. Respect. They both kind of yes. sound the same, though. Ain't that funny? Is that
3: they do a little bit, but
0: that's that's funny. No, she's great. It is funny you still went because I have one more female on my list, my honorable mentions. She's newer. Um, I believe this band she's in has four albums out. Maybe working on their fifth. They've done three or four cover song EPs. Again, powerful, powerful, powerful voice. Probably Uh has the most powerful voice in rock and roll today. And I'm going to stand by that statement. She probably has the most powerful voice in rock and roll today. And I'm talking about Ms. Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm.
3: Storm. Hale, yes, I did not think about that. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about it. The woman can do Pat Benatar. True. Then she could turn around and do Guns N' Roses. And then turn around and do Skid Row. Plus do her own stuff. Right. Amazing, amazing vocalist. Well, my next one, and uh, it's
3: because ever since we've had this gentleman on our show, I don't give a damn. Everybody can say, oh, I'm sucking his dick. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a damn. For Thrash Metal... One of the best voices I have ever heard. And just talking to the man in general is funny as hell and an awesome guy all around, Mr. Ralph Vieira himself. Dr. Fuck. Yeah, shut the fuck up. (laughs)
0: Look at that, Ralph. That's a nice sloppy wet one for you, brother. (laughs) Sounds a lot like Zetro. Kiss, Kiss my ass. He does. He
4: does. He does. He does.
0: No, I got nothing, I guess, Ralph. You know, you know I'm a big fan of Thrasher and I, too. I mean, I'm not going to suck him off and tickle his balls the way you are, but, yeah, I love the guy. <laughs>
3: the thing is, I'm not sucking him off for tickling his balls. I just like his damn
0: music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's play some more music. <laughs> sounds,
3: sounds great to me,
2: thank God.
0: mountain man's poison nothing but a good time he was talking about sucking the balls and then a white lion little fighter (laughs) yeah shut up (laughs) so we got two more honorable mentions in here to talk about real quick go ahead so you can try to save face from the blowjob you just gave Dr. Funk he'll appreciate that yeah fuck you anyway uh, this
3: front man could to be honest in my opinion could probably sing opera but was a part one of the most legendary original heavy metal bands ever, Mister Bruce Dickinson.
0: Nice, nice. The second singer of that band too. I uh, yes. And there's a lot of you know you guys out there that are like, Well Paul diotto's better. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, he- here's why. I don't have a big body of work to hear, but a lot of the guys that like diotto better discovered maiden with that first maiden album right i discovered maiden was somewhere in time so i'm a bigger bruce fan i love his vocals yes i, I think he's fucking brilliant fucking brilliant um i have no more heavy metal on my list this next was just gonna you know fuck your whole world up he's a folk singer um one of my favorites. The guy just had such a soothing voice. I mean, even if you were flying your plane into a mountain, you would feel good about it with this guy singing in your ears. You're going to enjoy it when we're listening to it at Christmas time. I'm talking about the late, great John Denver. Sweet. Nothing
3: wrong with Mr. Denver. Mr. Denver is an awesome singer. Now, if you're talking about the Christmas movie you're going to be bringing, uh, John Denver and the Muppets, Bring
0: it on, <laughs> dude! I'm gonna have my external hard drive in my laptop. I'm gonna play the soundtrack for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bringing the vinyl. I don't want you breaking shit, but I have it on my hard drive. <laughs> but I won't be breaking shit, come on. God. <laughs> you know how hard it was for me to find that vinyl, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I
3: bet I bet you that was hard, especially it, for that one.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a pain in the ass. And uh, I have this CD, the this CD's missing a couple songs, and it always irritated me. It always irritated me, uh, to go off topic a little bit. I love the Ralph the Dog version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's not on the CD, nor is Little Saint Nick by uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. It always irritated me. So when I was able to find it on a Google Play and, and you know, buy it and download it, I was a lot happier because those songs were there. I was really happy when I was able to find the vinyl on one of my vinyl shopping sites that I went to. That was fucking kick-ass. So, who, who, who would another honorable mention of yours be? This is kind of fun. Learning something about no, it. Oh, yeah, man. This,
3: we're, we're finding out awesome stuff about each other. Well, for this guy... Even though he got a lot of criticism right before he died, and uh, probably a lot of people can argue he was a fantastic front man, still, yet, the Duke could sing. Even though he loved going to Walmart when boys' pants were half off, is the joke I always hear Mr. Michael Jackson himself. <laughs>
0: I never heard that joke. That's hilarious. Um, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. Michael, I struggled with. Because uh, uh, I'm actually a fan. A lot of people know that. He lost me after the Dangerous album, I think, that had the song Black or White on it. Right. Um, that's the last album I gave a shit about him on. Um, I, I like his vocals. Um, I, I certainly couldn't knock him. But it just... For, for me personally just, it, it was a top 5 top 10 I don't even know if he's top 20 material um I think Prince would be above for me but I can't uh, excuse me uh, coffee's coming back up I, I can't knock that choice at all knock that choice at all because yeah he was amazing um I can see the front man argument even though he really wasn't fronting a band he just had a band playing but right. I can definitely see that argument as well um my, my last honorable mention that I have here uh, will probably fit into the same category as, you know, who the hell knows. Um, I know he's a brilliant songwriter. Um, I think he's got a beautiful voice. Uh, he's still with us. I believe he just did his retirement tour, I want to say. I could be wrong. If he didn't already do it, it's coming up. But that's Elton John. And... um. You know, you think Candle in the Wind, and um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and Too Low for Zero, you know, things like that. Absolutely amazing voice. He's always been a favorite of mine. And he's another one of those that, uh, if he's playing, I don't switch channels, I don't turn it off, I listen.
3: Perfect, perfect choice, perfect choice. One that just flipped on in my head, just that they're out there, because I'm enjoying this conversation. Uh, I was was sitting here just trying to Just think off the top of my head Where we've been talking back and forth Uh, One that that stuck out to me Within I'd say Country uh, Among the greats Within country music Uh, Probably The best country singer Arguably In the past 30
0: years Mr. Garth Brooks Interesting Interesting. Um, hard to argue. <laughs> I love B. some Garth, you know that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure.
3: He, I didn't write him down, but that, that this was me going off a of basis. But since, since, I mean, I'm enjoying this conversation, just shit, just continuing it and throwing shit out there. Why not? Hell, we love doing this show anyway. We've been out a little bit. Okay,
0: let's go a little more. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's like, I mean, an argument can be made for Rob Halford as far as his vocal stylings. I mean, that guy's, what, he's got to be in his 60s by now because their first record came out in the early mid-70s. You know, like right. kissing and them. And, uh, dude, that dude's still getting it done. Yes. Right now, right now, he's getting it done. On tour, right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you
3: heard the song he done with uh, Motionless in White, Black Wedding? Yes. Dude, on that one, that's uh, I know it's a main song on the radio, but every single time it comes on, his it, it singing in that song takes me back to Breaking the Law, his voice back then. Sure, sure.
0: Well, that's like, uh, and it's obviously old, but uh, he teamed up with... Uh... Came on stage with Skid Row um, back in the 90s. Uh, they were on MTV, Skid Row. I don't remember what the show was. Well, Rob Halford came out, played with Skid Row, or sang with Skid Row. And him and Sebastian Bach. Oh, now now I'm drawing a blank. Can I cannot believe I can't remember the name of this song off the top of my head? Isn't that some bullshit? Well, anyway, hey, it happens. Yeah, anyway, fuck, they did a song together and it (laughs) ruled. I cannot believe, I cannot think of that fucking song.
3: You're going to wrap me at four o'clock in the morning and realize what the hell it was and wake me up, ain't you?
0: Dude, that is something I would do. That is something I would do. That doesn't look like it. I'm actually going through... My um <laughs> my uh list of albums right now to see if I could find it just by looking at it because I can't deliver the goods. There it is. That that was the one they did delivering the goods together and Sebastian Bach and Halford together. Dude, that was brutal. Right. Absolutely awesome. God, I can't believe anything like that. There's another guy, Sebastian Bach. Holy fuck, what a voice he had. I don't know that it's so great anymore, but... Boy, oh. his prime, you couldn't fuck with him.
3: No, you couldn't. That's almost like saying, uh, what, uh... What's his name, uh... Band, uh... During the grunge era, if he is still alive. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, uh, probably about the same lyrical aspect.
0: Fuck him.
3: Oh, I oh heard, my God, I could really? understand
0: if you said Chris Cordell.
3: Well, From I, I South thought about Prius,
0: but it, it, no. Because at least he had a he had a much better voice than Kurt Cobain had. Kurt Cobain just whited; he didn't know what the fuck he was saying. The <laughs> only thing that fucker said that I understood was "click." <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's right, pluggers. Bushy said it. Fuck Nirvana, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaker Nirvana, did you see that? uh I don't know if it's a true story. You know, it was on Facebook. It's got to be true. But they were talking about doing a, a, a Nirvana reunion and grabbing a different singer.
3: No, I have not seen that. And if I do, I am not going to listen to it.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I'm, I'm okay with the Foo Fighters. I found out that I like them. That pissed me off when I found that out. Okay? Because I thought I hated them. And Jen was actually playing a song for me one day. And I was like, oh, fuck, I like that song. That's yeah, Foo Fighters. Like, what? But I don't like that. If she kept playing songs, I'm like, son of a bitch, I like the fuck of Foo Fighters. Right. <laughs> what can you do? Now, speaking of uh, of competition and, and things of that nature, have you been following this ear-peeler poll?
3: Yes, I have, actually. I voted every single time some's come up.
0: Outstanding. Now, I just shared it Today, on several locations, including our Plug with Bushing the Mountain Man uh, group page. I don't know if I put it on the like page, but it's definitely out there. Um, we'll try to get this done and out by tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Rocket Metal Combat Podcast, last couple days, what a fight that's been, huh? It has,
3: especially with Decibel Geek. Guys, like, holy cow. Cause well,
0: no, Decibel Geek is who they're up against now. Oh, the one before uh, yeah, that was podcast. That was the podcast. The great Ken Mills and holy fuck, yeah. what a fight! We're talking nine hundred and thirty-eight votes for um or nine hundred and thirty-two somewhere in that neighborhood for Rock and Metal Combat podcast. I forget what the number was for podcast, but it was close. Yeah, I mean it was a close. close. It was a hard one, hard one battle for Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Zilch is still in it. That's uh, Mister Mills is um. Monkeys um podcast. Right now that looks to be running away with it. They're going up against uh the Metal Boys, I think it's called. Yeah. But uh Man, Rock and Metal's up against Decibel Geek right now. That's gonna be a tough one.
3: Yeah, I look whenever I clicked on that one they were behind, but I looked
0: today and they're ahead, so Yeah, that's gonna be close. Um Cause you know, you know, rock and metal—they're the bad guys. They'll tell whoever to fuck off. <laughs> you right. Know? So, uh, you know, there was a little bit of drama earlier, you know, last week, you know, between a couple of these guys. But I think it's all uh, water under the bridge. Um, you know, competition. I was listening to a to an episode. I guess it's not really podcast, but Ian and Ken Mills have been doing a breakdown after every round has been over. Um, they're very interesting to listen to they are on the podcast page So if you want to go to podcast.com or podbean.com to listen to those You know step by step it started off with 64 shows. We're down to four The right. fun thing has been seeing names of shows. I've never even seen before so there's something yeah. new to go check out and listen to uh, I think it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'll tell you what uh, I'm going you know rock and metal all the way, even though I love the guys at Decibel Geek. You know, Chris and Eric are cool guys. I've met them both. Um, Chris has been on the show, even though it didn't record. But he said he'll come back. Uh, you know, great guys. But rock and metal is, you know, listening to them is kind of what got me to doing reviews on YouTube. It's what, you know, eventually got me into DJing. And, and they're also the reason I do this. Now, I know it was you and Sin talking to me about doing it. But I would have no desire to even know what a fucking podcast was without RMCP. So uh, I got to go with them all the way down the stretch, man. Uh, if if and Metal Combat Podcasts can edge out Decibel Geek, they've got to go up against Zilch. True. Now, here's the thing about Zilch. Ken Mills has had the three surviving members of the Monkees on his show. Right. He can... He, he reached out when he was going up against Talk To Me. He reached out to the Davy Jones estate, and they were sharing it on their social media pages. You know, so uh, that's that's going to be a hard-fought battle. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And this is just because Ear Peeler is taking down their website. Uh, uh, Mr. Victor Ruiz is shutting it down. So this is his last hoorah was to do this um Kind of like a March Madness type of brackets with all these rock and roll and music podcasts. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, if you're listening and you like any of these podcasts, go vote. If you do it or just because I asked, go vote Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Same here. <laughs> but vote Same for, here. You know, vote for what you'd like to listen to, you know, basically.
3: Oh, hard, exactly. right? Exactly. Well, i got a question for you just to know in general, just for shits and giggles, because me me and you have dabbled on it a little bit, but we haven't really got into talks. By next year, when you move here, I'm just curious, and we get you all squared away and situated, if the rumors of uh, the uh, Rockin' Pod Expo 3 were... what was it a little while back that? Uh, if you got any ideas or people you want to invite, and our name got through throughout there, uh-huh. if that comes up and we actually get invited, what the hell are we going to do? Because you're talking the. I mean, I know you went to the first one and got to meet all these guys, but dude, I ain't got a pot to piss in, much less a table to go set up a booth or something. Much less we able
2: to go do something
0: like that if we are invited. What uh, the hell are we going to do? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I don't think we fit the criteria, so I wouldn't expect that. Second of all, only being five and a half hours from Nashville, uh, five and a half hours from Nashville, we're going anyway. But in your in your hypothetical scenario, uh, tables are set there. You don't need anything. I got a laptop and a mic. You know, that's all. You know, Ralph and Ian had. Uh, the podcast community is really, really close-knit. Uh, right. It, it's a great event. Everybody's friendly with everybody else. Everybody is supportive of everybody else. The pictures I've seen from and Pod, to give you an idea from this year, uh, uh, Ralph Vieira just had his handheld recorder, and that's how he did all of his interviews. And they just went ahead and did episodes after the fact. You know based on their experiences down there now some people they'll be down there with sound boards and things like that some people have a lot more gear uh they're a lot bigger shows uh that, we're such a small fish in a very big pond though i would not worry about that <laughs> i'm going to laugh
3: when chris hears this and says all right bushy motherfucker you better prepare and he
0: freaking sends us an Hi. Zach doesn't listen to us. Are you crazy? He's got bigger things to do. <laughs> oh, you know he listens to us. He's one of the re- he's one of the reasons
3: why we got listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> James West supporting us is the reason we have listeners. I don't know what we did to make him like us, but I am down. Thank you, Mister West.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know what we did to make you happy. I-, I agree. I'm sitting here like, why? Because whenever you told me about it and him sharing us as much, I was like, what did we do? What, what- we're just a couple of dumbasses talking on computers. What the hell?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the funny thing is, because I don't get on iTunes and check that very much, um, I'm not really concerned with numbers because we don't generate numbers. But I'm still curious. Um, right. You know, if we have a show that does over 40, you know, 40 downloads, I'm like, yes, we did something. You know, uh, the Creeker episode has done that. The um, uh, 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 the Pagan Holiday episode has done that. Uh, there was one in there, that had 50-some in there. I think that was the summer movie lineup or the TV lineup or something like that. We've had a couple that have done bigger than we're used to. Right. But that's just because we're all over the place, you know what I mean? Uh, one week we're talking music, the next week we're talking wrestling. Sometimes we're doing it all in one big episode like this one. You know, we don't we don't have that set niche. So it's interesting to see how shows are doing. When you go to iTunes, look at the iTunes page, they have a popularity you know meter so to speak right and it's funny the ken mills christmas episode is still doing well the um uh what the hell is it oh the the history and origin of santa claus episode is doing well regarding right. the halloween none of the halloween shows are are doing anything right now so it's just interesting the uh the upchurch creaker episode is doing well on iTunes um Nobody's left us any more reviews, but, but they still seem to be doing well. People are listening over there, so I don't know if it's just something that randomly pops up on their feed and they're like, eh, fuck it, let's see what these guys have to say." But it's right. but it's interesting. I mean, nothing from nothing. I enjoy doing it, and we'll just keep on doing it until it's not fun anymore.
3: Well, it's always fun sitting here bullshitting with my brother, so I can't complain
0: there. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's uh, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh, something uh, might pop in my head in a minute. Well, you never know. Well, while something's popping into your head. Or die, what do you mean? We're out of beer, and then Everlast with Santana. Put your lights on. My old band used to cover that song, actually. We didn't do a lot of uh, original material, a couple, but there's a lot of covers.
3: Oh, so you were the originators of Five Finger Death Punch? What the hell are you talking about? you basically telling yourself a cover
0: band. <laughs> it was like any other bar band up here, you know, your, your whole purpose of life is. You know, in, in, a, in a town like this, although there has been a couple bands that have made it. I mean, Caustic Method made it. You know, they're, they're with Pavement Records now. But, um, yeah, most most of the music around here is, is bar bands, cover bands. There's a couple bands that, you know, have a lot of good original material. They're just in the wrong fucking area. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, we have a band up here called uh, Lake Effect Mud. It's been doing original music since the 90s good rock and roll band man good rock and roll band um they're still up here working their day jobs and they've been trying to make it i mean they've played out in vegas and things like that you know kind of like kind of like dr fuck where he's like fuck it i don't need your money i don't need to sign your record deal these guys would like it it just hasn't happened for them
2: right
0: and those are all guys i went to high school with you know that's that's just the nature of the bar scene you know uh If you want to make it in a club scene, bar scene, you can't be in a small city like this. This is a city of maybe 35 to 50,000 people. You know, Watertown itself. Um, You've got Fort Drum right next door. You know, I I can throw a stone and hit Fort Drum for where we are. And you know, the army's loaded with metalheads. The problem is they're deployed all the time. And there's just not a lot of options. There's there's no real right. venue for rock and roll. I mean, we're getting one. Uh, it's supposed to open up this month, and we will see what happens. But uh, it's kind of cool. I was driving by it one day, and it had a painting on the outside of the bar. It used to be my favorite bar, by the way. But I had hanging outside the bar of Slash, and then of Gene Simmons, and then of Ace Fraley. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I find out some 21, 22-year-old kids bought it, and they're trying to to give a venue to original bands. So, maybe we can get that going up here. Figures this happened now that I'm leaving. Of course, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's my luck. Now all I have to look forward to is fucking honky talks up in the goddamn mountains.
3: I start saying we ain't got bars up here, so I don't know what the hell you're going to do now.
0: You don't have a bar in Newland? No. What the hell? Tell me it's not a dry county. I'll lose my shit. Uh,
3: no, it's not a dry county. They sell beer.
0: How do you. Know? Well, I need to come up with a business plan. <laughs> Bushy's going to come down and fuck your town up.
3: <laughs> oh, come on. If
0: you can get past the Bible thumpers, go for it. Oh, fuck them. Even they like to have a drink. You would think. Or are are they afraid it's going to bring in the hooers? We don't want the hooers in our town. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, That'll be the hard part about Bushy meeting a lady down there. Because I'll have to lead with, look, I'm baptized. However, I don't want to hear your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That or I'm going to have to fake it and start sitting in a goddamn church every Sunday. That'll suck because I'm pretty sure I'll come out smoking. Probably. (laughs) All right. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad to have you back. Do you have anything to promote?
3: Uh, Damn, one thing I actually forgot.
0: What? The literal fuck. Well, I'll let you think while I do mine. Um, okay. It was just released, uh, you know, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, one or the other. Uh, it's the only one that I missed in the movie theater. I've seen every other one of these in the theater, starting with the original in 1977. And I, I want to promote so- uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Now I know. That it didn't do great at the box office. Even though it did great at the box office. It made its money back and more. But compared to the other Star Wars films, it didn't make as much. So they're calling it a flop. It was still a fucking success. And I thought it was a fun film. I mean, there's a lot of things. And there's not spoilers because you already know what it's going to be. So I don't mind saying it. There, there's a lot of stuff that, as a fan, was fun to see. You know, you always heard about this is the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Well, you get to see that played out. You get to see him winning the uh, uh, Falcon from Lando Calrissian. You get to see Han, you know, meeting Chewbacca for the first time and how that friendship developed. I think it was just a fun, well done movie. It was every bit the space western if you ask me. that the original Star Wars film was, before it turned into more of a space opera, which is what it turned into with the second one and third one, and then so on and so forth. I think it really harkened back to the original movie, and Han Solo was always one of my favorite characters, so uh, yeah, I I highly recommend. If you don't want to buy the son of a bitch, fine, don't, but go to a red box, it'll cost you a fucking dollar, man. You can watch it for a dollar, can't you? <laughs> so yeah, I want to promote Solo, a Star Wars story. For all you Star Wars nerds, you've probably already seen it this motherfucker here. (laughs) Uh, Sorry I wasn't sucking dick like you, but go ahead. Let's see what you got. Yeah, kiss kiss my ass. (laughs) No, I'm
3: going to have to sit back and uh, you can say I'm sucking dick. I really don't give a shit. This guy's awesome in my opinion and uh, whatever. So... It has been news and talked about lately that uh, Thrash or Die is coming out with a new album. We are still anxiously waiting, so, any Thrash heads, Thrash heavy metal lovers, if you haven't already got to hear them, go out and look up or try to buy the album Poser Holocaust or Melting Your Skull. Both of them oh. are
0: fantastic albums.
3: Well, oh, wow. Well, Huh? You said, oh, I thought she was going to say something.
0: No, I said, get them both. Yeah,
3: get them both. Uh, vinyl, CD, doesn't matter. Uh, holler at me or Bushy, we can let you know the easiest way to get your hands on them. Uh, but if you love it, definitely check out Dr. Fug. Great, amazing guy. Just all around, good, pretty good, pretty good failure at is supporting uh, heavy metal music uh, and all. In all, he doesn't only support heavy metal. That's what he loves to play. But he loves all different types, which
0: we need to get that next episode up soon. Yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. Holy shit, that was a long show that last time. No, he does have a lot of great music. You can find most of it on YouTube. Uh, Those two albums in particular, you can buy um, at Discogs if you want a physical copy. You can also go to Google Play or iTunes. You can purchase and download them there. Um, He's done some great Kiss covers where he's altered the lyrics a little bit. But they've been amazing. He's done some Motorhead covers. Uh, The guy's just all around. He's a badass. I I will give you that. When he puts Thrasher Die together, because the lineup has been kind of changing a bit. Right. But he doesn't get slouches, okay? These these are top-notch musicians. They're... Check them out on YouTube, man. Make your fucking decision from there. I recommend the Postmortem Star. I know I said that last week. And if you listen to the last episode, the uh, ELO Time uh, review, listen all the way to the end, past the plugs, past the goodbye song. The very last song is that Postmortem Star that I was talking about. That's Thrash or Die, man. They rule. I've got to give you that. I can't argue with that. All right. Brother, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Final thoughts?
3: final thoughts the same as always stay sick take care of one another skitter pow meow meow
0: mountain man out that's what i wanted to hear motherfuckers bye vital we're probably going to see you in a couple weeks see you later hi this is mark olden taylor from the freeform rock podcast where we rock and roll all night and party every day come check us out on itunes and podbean thank you very much
1: rock and rollers if you want a podcast that kicks a lot of ass make sure you check out the Terrence Reardon and friends audio-visual podcasts on YouTube every week yours truly looks at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life and also in the history of rock and roll in general and I'm usually joined by a friend or two and I cover everything from AC DC and the Eagles to Pink Floyd, to Rush, to The Who, and everything in between, but there is no country music, no Tim McGraw, no Garth fucking Brooks, no rap, no Wu-Tang Clan, no fucking Jay-Z on the show, because that shit is frowned upon with this rock and roller. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. New episodes up every Tuesday, exclusively on YouTube.
5: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You
2: gotta fight
5: for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
0: That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.
4: Hello, this is Scott Thornstar. And Gabriel the Deadly Butcher. And Michael Von Pagan from the
0: band Pagan, Pagan Holiday 1313. And we're telling you to listen to the Big Bushy Power Hour. Or, or die. die.
2: <laughs>
4: hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon,
0: I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? is this shit. This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. And listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. All music played on The Plug belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or your local record store. Support what you love. Support these artists by seeing them live and purchasing their music. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man is not affiliated with any of the artists or music we play. Thank you for listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man, and we'll see you on the next episode.